Don't look at me, it's way too soon to see what's gonna be. Don't look at me. Oh my life, I never knew what I could be, what I could do. Then we were new. Hello again and welcome to I've Got a Beatles podcast and we have a very, very exciting show today because we're really excited about this. It's, I, I was just thinking it's our first chance to review a McCartney album that's not, uh, we, we did the Kisses on the Bottom one, but this is our first actual real uh, album review of new songs by Paul. Because uh, yeah. the last time Paul came out with a new album was 2007 with Memory Almost Full and we were not recording then so we are uh, yeah very excited to talk about paul mccartney's new album which we imagine a lot of you already have uh but we'll we'll share our thoughts and it's called new and we'll that's right uh, yeah give a lot of uh, thoughts about it here been out for a little bit of time uh we're uh, as we record this was the day they released the Queenie Eye video. I don't know if you've seen the actual video yet or not. Yes, yes. Uh, we, may, we may talk about it slightly when we talk about Queenie Eye. So, uh, so uh, <laughs> one thing you should know is that Dave and I have not... has been very careful to not say anything about how we uh, feel about the album. So I'm very excited to hear That's very true. Your, we your, haven't said your, anything, really. Yeah. Your take on it. Um, I don't know if you want to give your take on the whole thing to start, or if you want to just go track by track here. Yeah, I think we'll start out with some uh, general information maybe about the album, and then we can go song by song, and I think we'll get some uh, opinions as the songs roll along. But uh, <laughs> as we said, yeah, a little bit of the background here. Uh it was it's Paul's newest album of original music since 2007, and I will say, and we'll probably get into this briefly. It's he's been a genius on marketing this one. He's everywhere. oh yeah, he's just he's been all out every now every time you look on YouTube for a video or something, he pops up for 15 seconds as an ad. Uh, it's everywhere, so a lot of media uh, support here. But anyway, the the idea behind this album, he thought, well, I'm going to try to find a producer and kind of go in the studio with some new songs and, and audition some of these producers, all of whom are a lot younger than he is. So the uh, producers are Mark Ronson, and if you listen to our little mini podcast about the title song, New, we talked about Mark Ronson. Uh, Ethan Johns, who is the son of Glenn Johns, who uh, recorded helped record uh, Let It Be and Get Back with the Beatles, uh, Paul Epworth, and Giles Martin, son of George Martin. So he, he thought, well, I'll just audition these guys, and then eventually ended up taking all four of them as producers. And I don't know, that's that's the the concept here of some, like some of the guy, like Paul Epworth was really very improvisational. Let's just get together and make tunes up in the studio. And then others were more... Let's have the songs ready to go. I don't know. Yeah, what do you think about I, that approach? Uh, uh, I thought it was an interesting approach to try some people out. Um, and and 
I when I had heard that that is what had happened, I will be <laughs> to to quote a, a the uh, title of a hidden track on the album was a little scared <laughs> that uh, the uh, results would be poor mm-hmm. uh, and disjointed, and it would sound like a really disjointed album. And I do not think that's the case. I think it does sound like a complete album, like an album that makes sense together. Yeah. Uh, may not a super-duper crazy thematic, but there are definitely some themes that run throughout the thing. There are des- definitely different styles when you hear the, particularly the Ethan Johns song. It kind of stands out, and uh, I was kind of most surprised that Giles Martin seemed to be doing the most interesting, t- t- sort of taking Paul in a n- new direction. Given his, of, given his uh, lineage, yeah. yes, uh, particularly on songs like "I Can Bet" or, or "Looking at Her" and. Uh, a appreciate so we'll talk about those and how we feel about this as they come up but um yes i wonder when he records his next album which hopefully is soon if he'll be like i think i'll go with this guy you know yeah pick one like if he's if he's got feelings like ooh, i'd like to do a whole album of that kind of thing now or if he'll do this again and just be like hey let's pick four uh, let's just pick four (laughs) new mates oh yeah, <laughs> go in the studio and just you know write some songs. Write yeah. some songs. <laughs> but so, the, you know the thing with Paul, he's tra- this is not a new strategy here, picking different producers. Yeah, I mean the difference here is I don't I don't feel like these guys. I feel like these guys got on probably all got on with Paul really well because it seemed like um, in the past maybe. Paul overrode yeah. some of the producers he was working with, and and or the producers he was working with had a idea of something they wanted to try with him, and the results just weren't ended up not being uh, that great. Right. You, you know. Right. Let's start. Let's just start in. All right. Uh, Sounds good. Let's hear a little bit of the first track, which is uh, quite the opening, quite the opening track. It doesn't mess around. Doesn't like. There's not four minutes of like, like Noodly. eerie music yeah. <laughs> going into it. It just hops right into the first track, which is Save Us. So, Dave, your impression of Save Us? Yeah, I think it's a really good opener. Uh, I think it's very strong. It's rocking. Has some good uh, guitar playing on it. it. That's a Paul Epworth to, uh, producer or production. So it, it does sound a little bit 
like it might have been written quickly. Uh, it's a short song, about two and a half minutes. So it seems like it was very uh, kind of catch lightning in a bottle sort of thing. Uh, just do something really fast and punchy and get the album going. So uh, I like this one. I think it's good. And, and if you've seen McCartney's Media Blitz, he's played this song a lot in his performances. Yeah, yeah I was going to say it's a good... It's It's one that I'm hoping stays in his set as far as playing it live, because it's a good live tune, a g- very good opener, very energetic. Yeah. I love the guitar sound in this. Fantastic backup vocals in this. Yeah, yeah. Um, and uh, I love the bridge, too. The yeah. Bridge is very good. But it's short. It's only uh, 2 minutes, yeah. 39 seconds, which I think is a per- perfect length. Right. So I was very impressed. The only, yeah. the only slight thing that's a little weird is right at the end, the... Oh! <laughs> <laughs> it's gotta but, be something, you know. But I, 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 I could live with it. Yeah. So, oh yeah. Uh, I will, I will say when I started the album, I was like, oh, okay. Yeah. Well, this is what, right, when you hear when you hear Paul talking about how his next album is gonna have a bunch of rockers on it. Well, as, as you know, if you've listened to us several times, you hear us. We're very uh, suspicious and scared when we hear that. But this, this, yeah. if, if 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 this is what he was talking about, I think it succeeds. So, I think it's a good. Yeah, team. absolutely, yeah. absolutely. And that's exactly, that's how I feel about the next song, too, uh, which is called Alligator. And why don't we listen to Alligator, which is a Mark Ronson production. Okay. I want someone to come home to. I need somewhere I can sleep. I need a place where I can rest my weary bones and have a Conversation not too deep. Everybody else busy doing better than me. And I can see why it is. They got someone setting them free. Someone breaking the chains. Someone letting them be. Save me when I come home from the zoo. I need somebody who's a sweet communicator. I can give my alligator to. Everybody seems to know what they're talking about, and I can see why it is. They got someone breaking them out. So what do you think about Alligator? Love it. Absolutely, absolutely over the moon for this song. Yes, yes. Uh, uh, great song. Uh, excellent guitar sound uh, throughout. The little do 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 it's pretty cool. But when it when they when that guitar rips in with that dong 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 dong, you know what it took me back to kind of was the guitar guitar sounds on Abbey Road a little bit. It yeah, sort of yeah. referenced that uh, sort of feeling to me. But really, it reminds me of like great wing stuff. Yeah, very wings like. Yeah, like the best of of all of the wing stuff. Uh, 
uh, kind of odd lyrics, yeah. but 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 I kind of like the message of the song, which is you know he's he's like and uh, too the first song did you notice the first song's called Save Us right, mm-hmm. and then this one's like I want someone to save me, ah, and it and it kind of is like yeah. oh it's kind of connecting a little bit to me yeah uh, all the uh, harps oh and then uh, in the third the third uh, verse. I'm as you can tell, I'm very excited about this song. Yeah, yeah. In, the, in the third <laughs> verse, they come in with a little harpsichord mm-hmm. and some do 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 backup vocals. <laughs> brilliant, brilliant stuff. It, 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 if anything adds energy to an already energetic song, and the oh, the guitar at the end. I was saying I was trying to place the guitar sound. I I, I just identified it as Abbey Road, but before I. I said it was a little bit like Blue Oyster Cult, particularly. Oh, yeah. <laughs> interesting. <laughs> kind of yeah. like that sort of a 70s rock kind of thing. So yeah. uh, I'm over the moon about it. Yeah. So, well, I, I, you yeah, definitely. No, I share a lot of your enthusiasm and a lot of the points you made are really good. That This was definitely a standout track. The first time I listened to it, I thought, oh, I want to go back and listen to this one. Uh, there, there's something... Well, there's a lot of stuff going on in it, and I think it's a good yeah. mix of Beatle-y things and Wings things. It's like a very good mix. It's not one or the other. I think it's got both, and just the the flute sort of stuff. I don't know if it's a Mellotron or something on there, uh, and just yeah, like it's got a mixture of gritty and sweet with the stuff in the middle, the kind of the, the vocals, and yeah, I, I like it a lot. I think it's a good production and. Uh, very catchy, yeah. sticks with you. Definitely yeah. sticks with you. And and like you said, there's so many tr- little treats in there. There's yeah, a yeah. lot of there's a lot of music in this. You know, I think sometimes when we get these reviews or whatever, sometimes that are like, ah, oh, the lyrics are kind of, eh. yeah. You know, some people feel that way. I don't on this. You know, I think uh, I wish I could find this one re- review. Uh, so, uh, but I couldn't. I'm going to paraphrase what it said, which is, um, hey, when hasn't Paul had some songs that have had strange kind of like, like Moonberry Moon Delight, yeah. you know, type, type lyrics. So why are we, why do we get so hung up on that sometimes mm-hmm. when, you know, uh, you know, a song like this, it has a couple things in there that are like, eh. Yeah, <laughs> you know, I think Paul. Uh, I think the lyrics sometimes for Paul are more for musical reasons. I don't think there's a particular meaning that's not. I mean, some he just likes the way it sounds, and, that, and yeah. you can if you we're going to get to Queenie Eye, but if you watch the little video about how he wrote the song, and in the video he talks about how he just likes the the rhythm of the words, and so I think sometimes that happens here. So. Uh, yeah, but I think I think it's a great song, and so far I think we're two for two. It's terrific. So yeah, uh, this next song, the I I'm very proud to say that the first time I heard it, I was on the bus on my way to work. So let's play this, <laughs> this song. <laughs> on my way to work, I rode a big green bus. I could see everything from the upper deck People came and went, smoking cigarettes I picked the packets up when the people left But all the time I thought 
pretty girl liked to water ski She came from Chichester to study history She had removed her clothes for the likes of me Well, this song is the first Giles Martin production on the album. Uh, I, for me, I, I think there's some good things about it. It's not one of my favorites on the album. I think the, uh, the it's a little bit simplistic for compared to what had just come. Compared to Alligator, it seems like the melody for uh, "On My Way to Work." It's it's uh, for music people. It's pentatonic, which is very simple five note scale, a lot of kids songs and children's songs, da 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 kind of thing. So it's really simple and easy to sing and uh I don't know, it, to, to me it doesn't really go anywhere as much. It seems like it has a good idea at the beginning and then just kind of goes on. I think I like it better than you do. I, I uh the songs like inspired by you know you st- his youth and he used to work as a on a bus sort of like helping the guy out and cleaning up stuff uh there is a funny (laughs) a funny uh uh, it wasn't even in my notes but something (laughs) funny about one of the lyrics is like how could it be that one of my dreams it was something like uh one of my dreams didn't come true Mm mm-hmm and I'm like, and most of us are happy if one of our dreams do come true. And he's like, how could it be that I had a dream that didn't come true? Yeah, I'm Paul McCartney. I know. Yeah. It's supposed to happen. So, yeah. But um, I like this. I like this song. I like the crazy good bass and the yeah, and the, the bass sounds great. The, the drums are really good. Uh, I like <laughs> that the word Cheshire is in his song. <laughs> Chichester, um, yeah. Some of the cool sounds. The bridge is really, uh, or the, the breaks or whatever there. Yeah. I'm like, dun 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 dun, boom. Yeah, the, it, yeah I like those. It, yeah. it reminds me of a, a more modern English group that you would know one song of, not knowing that you know it because it's on every commercial. Oh yeah. Or it was for a period of about two years, uh, called the uh, Grounds for Divorce is the mm-hmm. name of the song. The band called the um, Elbow. And th- this reminds me a lot of elbow sound and stuff like that. I think some of these songs on this album sort of have hints of modern groups and modern English groups. Yeah. There's a little bit of elbow. There's a little bit of Mumford and Sons, which I'm not too big on Mumford and Sons myself, but um, there's there are some hints of like uh, that in there too. Mm-hmm. Um, and I like the ending of this song. On my way to work. Oh, yeah. That's yeah. It. They're just like, we're done. That's yep. it. No, anyway. I, 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 it's not I don't like it. I think it's okay. Just isn't, yeah. isn't a standout track to me. So, uh, okay. On the other hand, the next song has gotten a lot of lot of press and a lot of publicity. So we should listen to it. It's got the, I think we all laughed when we first heard the name of it. But yeah. now we know all about why it's called Queenie Eye.
Because uh, if you're a, a real Beatle geek, you know the song "Christmas Time Is Here Again," and isn't that where Ringo says "O U T spells out"? Yep. Yep. I was gonna ask if you thought "O U T spells out" is the comeback player of the year. Oh, <laughs> from obscurity <laughs> to the highlight, one of the highlights of uh, a brand new album. Yeah, it is. Um, yeah. Now, if you don't know what. Queenie Eye is about. I've got a little article here. If you look up, there's actually a game, uh, a common children's playground game. I never played it, so I have no idea. (laughs) I think maybe it was a little more common in England. (laughs) Um, And and, uh, the Wikipedia article about it just calls it Queenie Queenie Who's Got the Ball. Okay. And it says, a person uh, is picked to be the queenie, and that person turns her back to everyone else. The queenie then throws the ball over her shoulder, and one of the other pl- players needs to catch it. And, and they can't see what's going on. And then they, whoever gets it puts it in their pocket. And so they, the queen like does a little verse to them, and they respond with, queenie, queenie, queenie <laughs> who's got the ball? I haven't got it. It isn't in my pocket. Mm-hmm. And, and then O-U-T I guess whoever's out, out is O U T spells out. <laughs> Great that I know that because I never knew what what the hell I, I thought that was so weird and yeah. that it came up in Christmas time is here again for years now. I've been like, what is that? Yeah, now we know. Well, now we know. Yeah. Now it also turned this from a song that I thought sounded awesome but was just kind of nonsense nonsense on first listen. To something when I really thought about it, the other lyrics in it, it kind of makes it, oh, it's life's a, you know, love is a game that you're learning the rules of as you go along. Uh-huh. And sometimes it's a little childish. But Paul gives you the impression of like, oh, I'm going to get back into it. I'm going to yeah. go ahead and play more of the game. <laughs> so um, those are a few of my thoughts on it. Um, yeah, this is it's it's really good. I I like this one a lot. It grew on me. At first, it was again, I thought it was kind of silly and didn't get it. But uh, I think once you know the story behind it and you read a little more into it, it's it's quite a production. This is a Epworth production. Uh, just a lot, a lot of things going on. It's very musically sophisticated. Uh, some you know great 
drumming, uh, interesting bass playing, all all cylinders going here on this one. So I I I think it's a good one, definitely. Do you think this would this song would not be maybe out of place on Yellow Submarine or <laughs> Magical Mystery Tour? Kind of yeah. gives you a little bit of that kind of feel That's of true. like it's a little reminds me of Hail. Hey Bulldog a little bit or something where yeah. everybody's like, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Kinda, you know? And it's got the psychedelic overtones too. So it could, it would, yeah, it might fit in late Beatles, mid, mid like the psychedelic Beatles period sort of. So, uh, yeah, I, I like yep. this one. It's a good one. Now the next song couldn't be more different. <laughs> completely contrasting. Here. Yeah. <laughs> completely contrasting. But, um, uh, and by the way, I want to say so far, I think we're four for four. Mm-hmm. In my opinion, we're four for four, and there's not a dud in the, no, a dud no or a skipper in the bunch. Even if you're not that big of a fan of On My Way to Work, it's oh, probably yeah. not a skipper. No, no, no. I like it. It's, it's, it's just yeah. It's not. I don't think it's the best song, but it's good. Yeah. So we would be due for a letdown. So let's see if we got one <laughs> with the song Early Days. They can't take it from me if they try. I lived through those early days. So many times I had to change the pain to laughter just to keep from getting crazy. Dressed in black from head to toe Two guitars across our backs We would walk the city road Seeking someone who would listen to the music That we were writing down at home But they can't take it from me Well, this is the most acoustic song on the album, uh, the, probably the least amount of production. And uh, I saw an interview with Paul, uh, for this is the song Early Days, uh, interview with him saying that he went in and sang this for Giles Martin, or no, Ethan Johns. And it was, he didn't think it was going to be the final version. Uh, and he's, after they recorded it, he said, oh, I could do it again. And Ethan Johns said, oh, no, that's good enough. That's the one we want. Uh, it's gotten a lot of press, I think, because of the lyrics, which it's kind of a slap to Beatles revisionists or people who think they know what happened better than Paul did. Uh, yeah, right how now, can they remember? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like he's got some pretty direct... When they were where it was at. That's right, exactly. Some really pointed lyrics here. He says... Uh, now everybody seems to have their own opinion, who did this and who did that. But as for me, I don't see how they can remember when they weren't where it was at, and they can't take it from me if I tried. 
or if they tried. So, uh, yeah, I, yeah, I, I don't know. This one, it, it's the first time I think you really realize that Paul McCartney is seventy-one years old uh, in terms of the voice, and I think maybe that's what uh, I keep calling him Glenn Johns. Uh, Ethan Johns was after he wanted to show this vulnerability and the the naked voice. Un- you know, uncovered by any nothing on it, to show this kind of sentiment that this is the guy who lived through it. Here he is. So, I sort of vacillated you know. on this for a while too. I think I, I've come out of the end of it uh, enjoying it. Yeah. Uh, particularly towards the end of the song, it gets into there's back backup vocals come in, and it sounds a little bit like almost like a Crosby, Stills, and Nash. Yeah, yeah. Or like the song Long May You Run, kind of like a this is inappropriate kind of like... Yeah, like a good Look back or, at, yeah. at, at, at the past. Yeah. Um, I probably would have had him re-record the vocals <laughs> until they were a little better, yeah. but I, I, I get the idea of like, well, let's show him as raw and vulnerable as he is at age 71 and yeah. you know somehow gives a slightly more poignancy of like oh this is an old man thinking about his youth you yeah. know so yeah. um yeah i guess i don't mind it too uh but i i did i guess and it's very heartfelt song and and let's say god forbid but let's say paul mccartney died tomorrow or something I bet you this one would start bringing yeah. the old waterworks when you thought about it. Sure. Um, and very excellently played. If you're going to put a song like this there, right after Queenie Eye, which is the most... Yeah, like, mind-blowing kind of thing. My, yeah, yeah, mind-blowing like you know stuff. I can't even keep up with it. Yeah. Um, to put it here is just brilliant. That's true. Bril- it's well I, I want to... I think the sequencing on this whole album is damn near perfect. I yeah. really do. I think it's very, very good. I think so that's going to hurt people who just download a couple of tunes or something. They they won't get that whole... That's I mean, it's the, the knock against downloading anyway, right? Yeah. And and I, I have to say, too, we reviewed new. Yeah. Uh, just having the single track of it. And we were like, oh, yeah, it's okay. I don't know. Now I feel like where new is in the running order in the yeah. album is very well placed. In fact, we'll talk about it. We won't play new because we did a little snippet of it at the beginning. And we did a whole episode on it. Right. Um, but I just think it's uh, the only thing I really had to say about new is it's perfectly placed in the running order. Yeah. To come right after that song with another sort of like high energy kind of thing, I think was mm-hmm. uh, pretty good. Yeah. Very good thought. So. Yeah, so you have early days, which I think were kind of mixed, but leaning maybe towards the positive, more positive than negative. But uh, yeah, yeah, and then followed by new, and then I think there uh, are times when you won't be in the mood to hear early days. Yeah, that might be a skipper at certain and times. It, like I, said, I was saying, if early days ever shows up on on a on a, on a like a karaoke or something, you gotta. <laughs> Oh my God! You're gonna hear some terrible versions of it. So, True. <laughs> um, uh, yeah. So new, new. Uh, we both talked yeah. about that one ad nauseum. So let's go to the song after new, which I'm sure is gonna have a great deal of discussion called yes. "Appreciate." <laughs> 
this is the first song i really don't like and it it it's just trying too hard in my opinion trying too hard to be contemporary and just sort of flops uh i it 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 gets to me it's too long even though it's only oh no it is four and a half minutes okay it's pretty long and repetitious and uh just i don't know i i skipped this one so i just don't go for it well, once again, I like it a little better. I think it's it's obviously a complete change of tone. Yeah, yeah. Uh, well placed. I I think it's a modern. It's definitely pushing Paul towards a modern sound, having him sing sort of differently than we're used to. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's interesting. What the thing I don't like about it is the repetitiveness of the appreciate appreciate <laughs> which I I particularly think when they later in the song they could have dropped yeah and maybe improved the whole song hmm. uh uh by giving it because this song does have a lot of layers it is musically very interesting yeah. and particularly I think the sort of pump and grinding sort of uh I I guess it's a I don't know, a break of some sort. Yeah. I wouldn't even call it a bridge. I don't know what I don't know what to make of this. You know, uh, uh, and I don't really like the woos <laughs> like towards the end either. No. So I'm a little bit I'm a little bit I think and one other note on the positive, it does have sort of a great trippy guitar solo. That's true. Uh, in it. Yeah. Um but I, and I like the energy of it, but I just, 
Potentially a skipper. Yeah, potentially. 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 I have been not skipping yet. I have been letting it play through. Mm-hmm. It, 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 once again, well sequenced in, in between new and everybody out there. And, uh, <laughs> you know, I do kind of like that this is a, this, this and a couple other ones we'll talk about here in a minute is the type of song that you wouldn't expect. It's not, yeah. it's like, yeah, oh, this is true. Paul McCartney. Oh, right. like oh, he can he can maybe pull this off too. So I don't know. I, I like that they did it. I just there I have some problems with the song. Okay, makes sense. So, Compared to the but, next one here, uh, yeah. you were saying the a song that that pushes that maybe pushed Paul a little bit was appreciate. Well, I think if you're going to pick a song that's probably in his wheelhouse, it would be the next one, which uh, is called. <laughs> Why don't we listen to this one? It's uh, everybody out there. torn on this one yeah I, it sounds good mm-hmm. sure does <laughs> it i kind of like shouting everybody out there whoa <laughs> if this comes if he plays it live i'm probably going to be into it and in fact he has done it a couple times live and you can see he, he says okay everybody sing along now and, and you have the audience yeah. doing it so it's a sing-along this is from wikipedia um mccartney wrote everybody out there specifically Quote, to get the audience singing along. Ah, well, it sounds like it, doesn't it? <laughs> it sounds like it. It's a little bit too... I'll tell you what my problem with it is. <laughs> Clichés out the wazoo. Yes, yes. <laughs> We're the brightest objects in the sky. Don't like it. Um, I, I, I like the sentiment. The guitar sounds good. Some of the changes, the changes in the uh, chorus is. I do love the ending, but generally, I think I, I you know. Yeah, I, I think I agree with you on this one. I, this is, to me, by far the weakest lyrically, because it is a bunch of cliches. Hey, everybody out there, you know what it's like if you haven't got a life when you haven't got a life. Uh, okay. I do know what it's like when I haven't got a life. Yeah. And? And, yeah. So, it's, it's a, yeah. <laughs> Don't I, worry, we're the brightest object in the sky. That's right, that's right. There but for <laughs> the grace of God go you and I. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so right. I, I think, to me, the lyrics kind of hurt this one. And it, it almost tries too hard to be a sing-along. So, if, if, I, if I were to, if I were at the cutting room floor here, I would probably cut this one. 
from the album and put something else on one of the bonus tracks or something. Uh, but yeah, it's hard. It's hard though because it's it. It's catchy. It is, but, it is yeah. catchy and it is an ear. It's de- the 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 two songs on this album that I like the least. I, uh, another one's uh, the second one's coming up. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> uh, pretty soon. Yeah. Uh, um, our earworms, though. I can't get everybody. Like I find yeah. myself going whoa, like in I my know. head. That's the stuff you can just hearing it. So you can write that stuff in a sleep. Yeah. Where, whereas the, the previous albums to this. There, there, there were very like forgettable entire halves of it. Yeah, you know. Yeah. So the the fact that we're talking about everybody out there and saying eh, we don't like the lyrics very much, but we're thinking about the song. Yeah, is a good thing. That's very true. That's very true. Now, compare next that year? to the next one, uh, which is called Hosanna. kind of grown on me just from repetitive listening to it it's definitely not the song that's gonna get you out of the seat at a a concert um and maybe it's a little strained vocally once again i'm not exactly sure what he's getting at you know hosanna Hosanna. but um the drums are pretty good i kind of like the spooky feel and the tape whoops and that kind of stuff i think it's interesting um, I I definitely don't mind it after everybody out there, you know, yeah. it's a totally different vibe. Um, and I haven't skipped it yet, mm. so mm-hmm. I uh, kind of like it. Okay, that sounds good. You don't? No, not really. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's it, it's again, it's one of these songs to me that has a good idea that starts out and then it doesn't go anywhere, and then it's it. It does. It's only three and a half minutes, but feels a lot longer to me uh, because it just doesn't go anywhere. And lyrically, uh, it's it has more cliches. I mean, I'm not expecting Paul to be like Bob Dylan here as a as a composer, as a lyricist. But come now, lady, don't you do me wrong. I fell for you, and now it won't be long. And those are that's like songwriter 101 kind of lyrics. And yeah. 
you know, you could maybe do a little bit more. I want to hold you in my arms. I want to take you to my heart again. I mean, you know, he sang that in 1963. So I, yeah, I would I, expect a little yeah. more. You know. I, I noticed, too, the and then coming where it's, see me, baby. Yeah. That, that whole part, it's right at the edge of his range. Yeah. And I'm like, why didn't they just this whole thing down a key uh-huh. or, or something, you know, I Sounds think it would have strained. Yeah, yeah. I think it would have landed a little bit better, mm-hmm. but it sounds very strained in that, that section. Yeah. That said, doesn't bother, doesn't, this song doesn't bug me. Yeah. You know, it's, it's okay. It's not, I, I will grant you, it's not in, in my top five of this album. Um, this next tune, though, uh, is probably my least favorite on the album. Okay. Uh, but let's hear a little bit of I Can Bet. Listen to me. song on the album called I Can Bet and it has some catchy moments. I would describe this uh, song in one word and that's filler. It just seems to fill up three minutes. Uh, yeah. It, I don't know. I don't know. What to, it's it's it sound very uh, would you say Wings-like? Maybe it could be a Wings tune. Uh, yeah. I, wrote down, I wrote down that uh, Wings exclamation point and the ghost of uh, Linda was on keys. Yeah. There. <laughs> Makes an appearance. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. So I, 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 it's not really standout-ish and it's not awful, but it's just filler to it, me. Um, there's a lot of like, like a lot of repetitiveness even throughout the on this album, throughout the different styles of, like, first course, you know, and yeah. then this break sort of thing, usually with lyrics in there. Um, but this kind of, this, this is, we were talking a little bit about when Paul should be a little more angry and visceral, mm-hmm. you know, or somehow, like, like, this, the lyrics of this are trying to be sort of, Here's sexy, dangerous Paul, which I don't think any of us buy. No. Okay, so I don't, I don't really. I think he's got this idea of himself, and yeah, I'm in my leather jacket, and I'm yeah, I slick back hair, and I'm beating somebody up, or ooh, I got this lady next to me, and you don't know what's gonna happen, lady. But it comes off. I think that's the intent of the song. Yeah. I really do, and it comes off kind of like. What I'm gonna do next is it's like ugh, doesn't really what's the point you know it doesn't really doesn't really land. I won't give this an 
F, you know. <laughs> I might give it to say a C minus, yeah. you know, or a C. Yeah. Or a C plus for effort. Okay, give them that. So um yeah, <laughs> well, the so next song is sure to sure to uh uh raise some discussion here. Yes. And this might be uh uh this is the one I was potentially gonna be like, oh this might end up being a agree to disagree. Oh really? Okay. Okay. So let's let's hear a little bit of looking at her. How it's done, she won't know It's like trying to catch the sun on the water She tries to explain, then it happens again Everybody's looking at her She's got everybody talking Well, this is a Giles Martin production, and that, that is surprising a little bit to me because you would expect George Martin's son to be the most traditional, as we talked about. But uh, there's a lot of electronica stuff on here, which I kind of like, actually, the little uh, electronic sounds and the, the synthesized drums and stuff like that. I think it, it's pretty interesting. Um, this must be a song about Nancy. Oh, she's good, she's kind, she's so refined. That sounds like yeah. you know, his current wife, uh, but it—I just—I want to like this one, and I want to think it's a catchy one, but I—it just strikes me as a little sappy, <clears throat> a little too sappy. I like it. I—I I think it's in—I think it's weird. Yeah, there's a, a weirdness in an, to it in an interesting way. This doesn't. This you would never have expected this song. Yeah. From Paul McCartney, you know, you're like, yeah. what? What does it and sound this, like to you? What, there's what? this sort of musy, sort of drum break. Yeah, everybody looking at her, you know. Yeah. And that the high sort of guitar. Then halfway through the song, we get like Michelle era guitar playing. Yeah. Very Chris sort of like great guitar solo, and, and there's a lot of you know at the. I'm losing my mind, and there's this sort of like other electronic kind of thing happening, you know. And and if, if he was singing this just like the vocal track, you'd be like, "What is this?" Yeah, you know. <laughs> but for some reason, all of these kind of fit for me. It just hmm. uh, uh, I I'm surprised they ran in this direction, and it's a modern producer kind of, yeah. you know, uh, if. If if you would, and I am surprised that Giles Martin's the guy to do this, but that's why I I kind of feel like, ooh, maybe he should do his sound with just Giles Martin mm, because be it good, seems yeah. like he's directing him in a in a way of like, well, let's push you, let's push limits, you know. Mm -hmm. um, and I don't mind the lyrics; the lyrics are a little sappy, but but. <laughs> But they're catchy yeah. too. Everybody's mm -hmm. looking at her. So yeah. anyway, I kind of like it. I kind of like it. That's it, and then we have our final. Well, 
parter. Final the, official track. Official final official track has, <laughs> goes by the name Road. enjoy this one i really i and this one you know i mean any song at the end of the album uh might not hit you immediately as being the best one plus i've not never heard it as the last song on the thing because yeah, i've got there's one more bonus tracks yeah. um uh the <laughs> first of all that piano bass riff yeah dum 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 yeah, it's very cool. Great, very very cool. I like it. I like the. I like uh, everything about it. It's a good ending. Mm -hmm. I, I consider this the closer kind of. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> everything else I kind of consider superfluous mm -hmm. stuff. Whatever it is. Um, yeah. What do you think? I like it a lot, actually. I think it's. I was very impressed with the Paul Epworth tracks on here. I didn't know anything about him, but if you take, uh, he did save us. Queenie Eye and this one, Road, and I think they're all good songs. Uh, this one I like a lot for the same reasons you said. It's pretty innovative and it, it, a lot of uh, juxtaposing things that you don't expect necessarily that go together pretty well. And it's got a cool feel and uh, the electronic stuff is good. It's, I, it's a real strong one to me. So. Plus, this one, when it, when he gives you a little bit of vaguety in, in lyrics, it kind of goes along with the feel of the it's song. It's all right, kinda, yeah, yeah. You know, uh, I really like uh, it. Now, if you <laughs> if you just got the, the single, or the uh, not deluxe version, you the next thing you would hear would be the uh, bonus track, Scared. Um, but if you got the deluxe, like probably everybody did. Yeah. Next thing you hear is a ghost of a George Harrison '80s song. <laughs> it feels exactly like it was pulled off of the, either the Traveling Wilburys or or oh, of, okay, uh, <laughs> or of uh, uh, what is it, Cloud Nine? Yeah. Um, called Turned Out, which oh, is yeah. an, an okay song, not brilliant. 
just kind of like eh, forgettable. Bonus yeah. B, B track. B, it's one of those. I remember reading once a review of a McCartney album, and it said these songs, these bonus tracks, sound all too familiar. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> yeah, he's written them a hundred times, so yeah, that, that's that's one of them. But a deluxe edition has one more extra track, and that's called "Get Me Out of Here," which I like a lot. Actually, I think it's a really good tune. Uh, it's kind of bluesy, which is different. Yeah, it's it sounds very much like Led Zeppelin three. Mm-hmm. Exactly, uh, that's that's a great analogy. I really hate the line though. I'm a celebrity. Yeah, that's lame. get me out of here. Like, <laughs> come on, dude. Yeah. I want to play you though, uh, just uh, quickly a little snippet of this uh, Japanese track. Now, if if you're in Japan, <laughs> to our listeners in Japan, yes, which we know um, we have. So thanks. Yeah. Oh, yeah. uh, you you'll be uh, treated to a song called Struggle. Struggle now, Dave. That was the first time you ever like yeah. even heard a snippet of it. I've not heard uh, that before. So, uh, going again for that falsetto thing. Yeah, yeah. I think may I, I like it, mm. and maybe it's a better song in the end than I can bet. Mm-hmm. But I I can bet <laughs> that if they would have put this on the album and take something like I can bet off. It would have sounded a little too similar to like the like Hosanna, some of the other sort of like Hosanna yeah. and that. It would have been a little too much. Yeah, but, true. Um, I yeah. would seek it out. You can find it on the YouTube. Yes, I will do that. <laughs> <laughs> so that's that wraps it up. And uh, we should tell you we forgot to mention who plays on this album and the main. Uh, oh, there is one more track that we'll go out with. We'll. It's the song we mentioned called Scared, but uh, we'll talk about that in a bit in a second here. Uh, but the personnel on this album, it's mainly his touring band, the same guys he's been playing with forever now. So you have Rusty Anderson and uh, Brian Ray on guitar, Abe Laboreal Jr. on drums, uh, Wix Wickens makes an appearance on a few tracks. Yeah, Wix. Yep. Wix is there, and then some of the producers like Paul Epworth and Ethan Johns play on the albums as well. On the album as well, so uh, I, I was going to say, I think the the songs that clearly are all of the band playing together are very strong tunes. Yeah, clearly kind of written with the idea of maybe we'll play them live. Yeah, yeah. And I'm also intrigued. I am intrigued by the idea of like maybe sending them off with Giles Martin and doing a weird album. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm also intrigued with maybe 
doing a, a pretty raw all band type album because I think you get results like Save Me and stuff yeah. like that. They're an excellent band live, like yeah, really, really good. So, um, you know, it's really, really quite good. Now, the reviews for the album have been pretty good. Yeah, very positive. Overall, very positive on if you don't use the site Metacritic. I would highly, yeah, yeah. I would highly suggest that it it culminates or it pulls together um, reviews from many different sources and gives sort of a number. Now, where does the Paul album rank right now? Is seventy-seven. Now these change from day to day if they find another review that sort of goes in with it. Uh, but I was looking at it, and I, I, re- I read a couple of the reviews that are very interesting. For instance, uh, the Los Angeles Times' Randall Roberts says, The album is tinged with nostalgia. The songwriter has made a record that sounds contemporary, but not desperately so. Wow. One, one that suggests his work with the Beatles, but not reductively so. Okay. Which I think is a That's pretty fair. accurate, yeah. uh, fair thing. Uh, Michael Rothman of Consequence of Sound. Now this is also appearing in Time Magazine uh, currently. It says over thirteen tracks. He really liked it. He said over thirteen tracks. McCartney proves he's a better Paul than 2007's Memory Almost Full, a more romantic Paul than 2005's Chaos and Creation in the Backyard. A more inventive Paul than 2001's Driving Rain, oh. and a more nostalgic Paul than 1997's Flaming Pie. Interesting. Yeah. Very interesting. Yeah. Um, All Music Guide review by Stephen Thomas Erlewine says, New is one of the best McCartney Latter-day records. It is aware of its legacy, but not beholden to it, even as it builds upon it. Mm-hmm. Um, the AV Club, a little bit more tempered, says, New isn't McCartney's best record ever, ever. But that's a given. He made the White Album for crying out loud. <laughs> and Rubber Soul and Ram and McCartney. Yeah. New isn't bad, though. It's actually pretty good. Mm-hmm. And then the one last review here, um, The Telegraph, Helen Brown <laughs> loved it. Yes. She flipped her nut and yeah. she, says, she just says, uh, Paul McCartney's jaunty, melodic 16th solo album, New, proves the former Beatles talent is timeless. Yeah. Now, those are some of the better reviews. There are some some that are not so good, but even the ones that are not so good are more like giving it a, a B- or a C+. Yeah. Overall, yeah. some of these are giving it an A. I, I, as a ranking, would give it a 9. Mm-hmm. So, um... We got some comments, too, though. Uh, yes, from we our, did. Uh, we want to uh, remind you to uh, like us on Facebook so you can keep up with our schedule and a lot of the, the cool things we post from uh, Beatle News and things like that. Uh, but we asked you know, sort of some reactions to uh, what our listeners think of the album so far, and we got a couple people wrote in here. Uh, Scott uh, said that he liked it for the most part, and he thought it was a good mix of the modern and classic, which I, I think we would agree with that. That's yeah. good. Uh, Rachel uh, points out that uh, she thinks he needs help with the lyrics still, uh, but you got to give him credit for still being out there, and his marketing plans have been amazing. So credit for that. And then Randy wrote in and said, I thought it was too long, uh, but there's some cool sounds to it. Okay, overall, feels like a Fleetwood Mac throwaway album, which I thought was kind of an interesting comparison. 
Uh, yeah. So mixed mixed reviews from our listeners, and feel free to join that thread or or start your own. But uh, I, I overall I would give it I think probably about an eight. I would say. It, yeah. yeah, I'd say it's a the fir- it's it's front heavy to me. Like the strongest songs are definitely on the first half of the album, and then it peters out, and then finishes <clears throat> finishes very strongly with Road. Um, but I could skip a bunch of the ones in the middle if I, I they're not bad. But yeah, I, I think that's kind of accurate. I've just found myself not skipping anything. No, and that's no. and that's rare. And I'm not. I'm, I just find myself not skipping anything until I get to the. Uh, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> to the song that sounds like a George Harrison song. It seriously sounds bizarrely it like does, a George Harrison. It does. Um, now my, here's my uh, other question for you. Yes. Which is where do you think this album ranks mm. as far as the Paul McCartney sort of like uh, post Beatles albums go, or at yeah. least where do you think it ranks from? I think we both agree. Flowers in the dirt was. Maybe the last like touchstone, like very mm-hmm. good. Maybe flaming can, pie. Was, maybe flaming pie uh, is similar. Um, I, where would you put it in there? I think it's too early to say because it's still too new. But mm-hmm. I think uh, definitely within the if we so sixteen solo albums is what we're uh, using as the number here. I think it would uh, certainly be in the top ten. Uh, I don't know where yet, but. I, yeah, I, I, I'm going to reserve judgment, but I think it's certainly positive on the, the definitely on the positive side. Yeah, maybe you're right. Maybe I'm asking that question a little too early. Yeah, you know, I mean, I don't maybe know. let's let's sit with it for yeah. a, like a couple <laughs> of years. You know, I, there was some other Paul albums that you know when they were shiny and new and out of the yeah. thing, and I was smelling the CD sm- new new smell CD. Uh, it, it, uh, were a little more in rotation than anyone played some of those in the last two or three years. Yeah. So, <laughs> so yeah. Um, but I, I think, yeah, it's definitely shows that Paul is still viable and still capable of writing good music. And I think that's exciting. That's a good thing. Uh, and for something we, you and I have been complaining about for years now is how he refuses and he refuses to play any of his new songs, except for maybe a token one here and there uh, in his live concerts, but he's been out actively playing these a bunch of these new songs. So you figure yeah. if he goes on tour next year, they're going to be in there. Yeah, I, I definitely hope he has the idea in his mind, let's keep some of this for his shows. I understand even hearing interviews with him in the last few weeks, it's like, well, people, you know, they really get excited when they hear Live and Let Die yeah. and stuff like that. I'm like, yeah, I understand that. And Live and Let Die is spectacular. And yeah. It counts. But yeah. <laughs> let's, you know, maybe I could lose the another day and yeah. throw in one of these, you know, or something. Like, coming up. We don't need to hear coming up again, but we can, we yeah. can hear maybe uh, anything on your last five, six, seven, eight, nine yeah. albums. Yeah, right. You know, right. just mix, mix a few of them in there for for us that actually like your more recent music, or at least mm-hmm. some of it, you know? Yeah. So, anyway. Well, what we'll close with is a song called Scared. It's the uh, hidden track. Yeah. <laughs> Even on the Japanese version, it's the hidden track of that that uh, uh, struggle. Yeah. <laughs> so it's struggle, and then a little gap, and then this hidden track. I don't know why 
it's so insistently a. I don't know. He really didn't. But then, but then I read today that he's most proud of that track, or that's one of the two or three he's most proud of. But yet, it's the hidden track. Yeah. So, well, it's a, I, and I will say it's a pretty good track. And I think why it's a hidden track and not just on the album is it's uh, a, maybe a little too early days. You yeah, know, it's, raw, it's like raw. it's so raw, it's so like similar to that. Yeah. Uh that's yeah. it for us. We'll we'll be back with more. We got some Beatles releases coming up. We got some we got our annual gift episode. We got to talk about with the Beatles. We got a Yeah, there's a bunch lot of stuff. We got a lot of work to do in the next <laughs> couple of months, so <laughs> But it's uh, all exciting and we uh, as always, let us know what you think, and uh, we're happy to have you listening, and uh, we will catch you next time, and we'll go out with Scared. I'm scared to say I love you Afraid to let you know That the simplest of words Won't come out of my mouth Though I'm dying to let them go Trying to let you know I have to say I'm sorry Sorry 